For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about Carefree Cuisine, a brand new company that's opened that's for, to kind of provide you with healthy yet really tasty meals that are free of the top eight allergens in a, cooked in a sterile kitchen. That good, you know, they can go directly from your freezer to your microwave to your table, fresh uh, as of the time they were frozen, assembled. Um, great, great, great new company that makes health and good feeling convenient to you, particularly in this time when, uh, you know, quite frankly, we have got to get as much convenience as possible. Uh, they are ones that will provide it for you in a tasty manner, in a healthy manner. Uh, they've currently got vegan options for you and a whole bunch of different extremely tasty lines, and they also will be coming out with a new low-carb option for you uh, it, that uh, I'm looking forward to because I've been on a low-carb diet for the last three and a half years. Uh, really, really good new place opening up in, in Denver. Um, they are located in, actually in Littleton uh, on, in the Columbine Shopping Center uh, right off of Bowles. They are at uh, Cuisine Carefree on Twitter. Uh, they are on Facebook at Carefree Cuisine and you can contact them at info at Carefree Cuisine. Uh, they are offering delivery options and they're also offering shipping options to you um, they will work with you to find the best way to, to get the tastiness that you need. Once again, Carefree Cuisine at Cuisine Carefree on Twitter and info at carefreecuisine.com. Uh, check them out, and when you do, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. Um, today, I'm going to talk about, uh, since la- as of the recording of this, Last Dance, the uh, first part of the Jordan uh, Bowles documentary on their, their last season, which I covered in my last Know Your History, um, <clears throat> it will be airing on ESPN. And uh, it brought up something, which is probably of the Jordan-era run. Uh, the Nuggets actually beat the Bulls three times, um, three or four times during that time at home. Um, the Bulls always have struggled in Denver, um, as most teams did. Um, but one particular uh, moment I would like to talk about is the uh, uh, extremely famous uh, when the 18 and 26 Denver Nuggets beat the Chicago Bulls uh, in Denver in early February 1996, uh, the Bulls were on a 18-game winning streak. Uh, they had only lost four, three times coming up to that moment. And, excuse me, four times coming up to that moment. This Nuggets team was, uh, to say that they were heavy underdogs is an understatement. My buddy Nate Timmons was there. Uh, I was there. Um, this is one of those moments where everyone was there. And uh, it was one of those. It was one of those things I look back on, and I think, how did this Nuggets team, which was poorly coached and didn't have really a coherent approach to the way they did anything, um, 
how did they manage to really beat one of the most invincible teams ever in a down NBA year, admittedly, as I covered in my last podcast. But uh, how did this Nuggets team end up doing that? Well, it was basically two players, uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf and uh, Lafonso Ellis. In the first half, it was Raouf. In the second half, it was big moments from Lafonso Ellis. Um, he also had some big moments in the in the second half. But um, this Bulls team came out, and I, I believe it was the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, they came out, and they were very lackadaisical. Um, it was not, I would not say, a shining example of preparedness from uh, the the bowls of, of yore. Um, they came in and they definitely over, uh, they definitely underestimated the Denver Nuggets and the Nuggets came out hot. Uh, Reggie Williams was still on the team. Dale Ellis was on the team. Um, I believe Don McLean was on the squad. Um, and Matumbo and, you know, it was Antonio McDice who was the starting, uh, power forward in this game. And one of the more interesting things about this was how Mahmoud Roof came out and the Bulls were completely inequipped to handle him. Um, and it was one of those things where with, with Raouf, where if he was hot, he was kind of like a proto Steph Curry in a sense that he would just get going. And every shot he hit, every fake, it was similar to the later that year, I think actually less than a month later, uh, he would torch the uh, uh, Utah Jazz. Um, I think it was actually during that same month. He would torch the Utah Jazz for 51, and it was very similar. It was just everything he threw up went in. Everything that he put, it was he Rauf would do this uh, pump fake where he would get people leaping the one side, and then he would just step under them, go to the side, and shoot. And it's it's. It's, I actually rarely see people doing this move. Uh, it was an impressive, impressive move. Um, and he was doing that over and over. He cooked poor Steve Kerr. Oh, my God. Kerr was just completely uh, lost covering uh, Mahmoud. It was, it was actually kind of sad, and it led to uh, Phil Jackson basically being unable to play him in the fourth quarter of, the, of that game. But uh, it was started with Mahmoud Abdul-Aruf and some big-time blocks from uh, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, which is, was the 1994 Nuggets formula, you know, at least through the regular season. Um, that Nuggets team le- leapt out to a, I think it was a 26-point 20, lead in the first half. Um, it was complete dominance. Um, the Bulls were not ready. The Bulls were not prepared, and it was very clear that the Bulls were not were, not, were both tired and underestimating the Nuggets. Um, and it was not as competitive as the game was in 1993 when the Nuggets beat them, uh, when the Nuggets had the parquet floor. But it was it was certainly more impressive that first half. The third quarter started, and it was a different story. Uh, Michael Jordan moved to guard Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. And if anyone knows anything about Jordan, once he made a determination to guard you, um, he was going to do everything in his power to stop you. And Raouf really, his scoring really fell off in that third quarter. 
and it w- fell off to a, such a, an extent that the Nuggets were uh, reeled in completely and lost the lead to the Bulls in that third quarter. So the Nuggets were, I think, going up by 20 going into the second half, and the Bulls just reeled them in. It was, it was, it was. I would say it was methodical, but it wasn't. It was just actually kind of sudden. It was just, the Nuggets couldn't hit a shot, and the Bulls went through the triangle and let Jordan really take over. In fact, Jordan really uh, had most of his 36 points in that third quarter. But you could tell that they were working really, really hard to get back in the game. There was almost a we cannot be beaten by these guys kind of thing from the Bulls. I mean, uh, every the Nuggets went on a uh, 15-game winning streak in 2013. March of 2013, February into March, uh, and uh, it was, I think it was broken by the New Orleans Hornets, uh, a not great New Orleans Hornets team, uh, the Nuggets just came in and weren't, you know, weren't, weren't prepared, weren't, uh, weren't anything, and uh, that, that Nuggets team just didn't, um, Look out for that, but it's hard to keep. It's hard to keep uh, streaks going. It's just it, as they go on, it's hard to keep up that um, winning. Uh, I think the Heat in the same year the Nuggets had the 15 game winning streak uh, went on a 22 game winning streak, 21 or 22, right around there. It, it was it was huge. It was happening the same time as the Nuggets' uh, winning streak. Um, but they, you know, I think they lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to, and that, that broke the streak. Um, you let your guard down even a little, and it just becomes, uh, it just you get you lose. And you don't realize the strain that it puts on it. A lot of people, uh, other than the Bulls, a lot of people who go on these streaks end up going on winning streaks, going up on, end up going on losing streaks afterwards. Um, I know the Nuggets lost a couple games after that uh, streak in 2013. Uh, they they just you let up and suddenly the air goes out of the balloon and you're mentally in a different place than you were when you were on the streak. It it, it happens. So then the Bulls were very cognizant, I am sure, of their of their streak. They were extremely cognizant of it. They I'm sure, like everyone else, is are aware of history. And uh, you know, 18 game winning streak only lost four games up to that point. You are certainly in rarefied air, and that Bulls team definitely was. They put everything into that third quarter, and they reeled the Nuggets in sufficiently. But you could tell that they had nothing left. Um, once they got into the fourth quarter, it was a battle. It was a battle between the Nuggets, and it was a battle between the uh, between the uh, Bulls for the rest of that quarter. But that quarter really exposed something with the Bulls uh, that night. And it was Jordan couldn't carry them um, to victory. It was, I, it could be a sense that the altitude got to him. Um, that is a tale as old as time. It could be that the, uh, they finally exerted so much energy in the third quarter that they hit a wall. 
But the shots that were following from the Bulls and the defense, the, I mean, the, those Bulls teams were known for trapping. They trapped all the time, uh, something that uh, Phil Jackson's Lakers teams did not do as much. Um, those Bulls teams trapped, and those traps were really good at, at disrupting everything. And the Nuggets just couldn't handle traps. If anyone watched the, uh, the 1994 Nuggets uh, handle the trap against the Seattle Supersonics, you'll know that, that just the trap would give it, particularly Reggie Williams, trouble. Um, and this was no different. The Nuggets were getting trapped to death, and uh, they just couldn't. They were having such a hard time uh, getting into any sort of rhythm in that third quarter. Well, like I said, they lost the lead. And I think at one point the Bulls went up by three. Um, but in the fourth quarter, you could tell after the break the Bulls were just not the same. You know, sometimes the worst thing in the world is to take a break. And uh, the break that the Bulls took in the, th- in the fourth quarter, extending into the third quarter, really kind of was their doom. Because that, that's you kind of just realize um, suddenly that you're tired. And uh, that tiredness comes through. And uh, big shots from Mahmoud, who hit a couple big shots after his struggle city in the third quarter. Uh, Mahmoud hit some big shots. Uh, Dale Ellis hit some big shots. Uh, and But the hero of the fourth quarter was uh, then-reserve player Lafonso Ellis. Uh, Ellis uh, was coming off the bench. Um, the Nuggets had drafted Antonio McDice in the uh, 1995 draft, and uh, he was starting. He was the starter, uh, something that really upset me as a big Lafonso Ellis fan at the time. But uh, uh, anyway, the he was a reserve, and he came in and he finished the game. Um, Fonz finished the game and had what I think is the biggest block of his career. Um, the Nuggets were up by two or three, Jordan comes down, and I think it was like 50 seconds left. Jordan's like does one of his patented turnaround uh, uh, mid-range shots. Alfonso Ellis comes from uh, the top of the key, sees what Jordan's doing, and leaps and blocks Jordan's shot out of bounds. And I believe Bill Winnington was the center uh, during this. It wasn't Luke Longley. It was Bill Winnington was the center. Um, Winnington was completely ineffective against Matumbo. And the Nuggets, uh, after turning uh, a partisan Bulls crowd into a Nuggets crowd, uh, left to a crescendo as they vanquished the 18 win, uh, 18 winning streak, 18 game winning streak, uh, 1996 Chicago Bulls, in a way that was extremely impressive. Uh, that Nuggets team uh, was resilient. They played hot, then they played cold, but they still won. You know, back to back or not, uh, end of an 18 run road trip, even 18 game running streak. All that aside, to beat one of the greatest teams in NBA history, larger. Like I said, I don't necessarily buy that. I, I think there are anomalies in order to produce that many wins, um, and hitting 72 and then 73 wins, you need special set of circumstances. For the Bulls, it was. Uh, the expansion season, there was expansion, Canadian expansion, and for the the uh, Golden State Warriors, it was uh, a whole bunch of teams tanking at the same time. So 
it, it really was kind of a collision of the circumstances. However, it is largely regarded as one of the best teams of all time, and the Nuggets did something only um, nine teams did that year. And same thing, in fact, in the 2016 Denver Nuggets beat the uh, 73 win. Um, oh, excuse me, 10 teams. Excuse me, 10 teams in, in, in 96. And it was 20 years later, nine teams in uh, uh, 2016. The Nuggets beat both. The Nuggets beat both teams. And that was pretty damn impressive. If I don't say so, if I if I do say so myself, damn impressive. And those Nuggets teams were um, not good, and they were able to pull off what a very select few were able to do. Um, in the aftermath of that of that game, the Nuggets I think won the next couple games, but it was pretty clear that that Nuggets team was just poor, so poorly coached. They were so poorly coached. There was Bernie Bickerstaff was halfway checked out. Um, and in that off season, he would completely dismantle the team and Matumbo would leave for nothing. Um, it, it was different, but the nuggets of, uh, of 2016, uh, 15, 16 were a little, little better. You could tell they were on the upward track. The nuggets of 95 and 96 were on the downward track. Uh, and that, I suppose, is the biggest difference between the two. But it will stand out to me as one of the best moments I've ever seen. Um, the roar of the crowd at the end. Like I said, there was mostly Bulls fans in there to start the game. And then that turn, by the end of the game, they were all Nuggets fans. And uh, it was heartening to see. I, I it's one of It stands out as one of my favorite moments of ever watching the Denver Nuggets. And it was a, really a disappointing Denver Nuggets team. All right, thank you for joining me on the latest Mortcast. Uh, I'll be talking to you relatively soon, I hope. Goodbye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.